Hello and welcome to the unofficial, unsanctioned women's UCI cycling show. My name is Dan, and uh, with me is the uber super duper something or other umba walla walla bing bang super califragilistic expialidocious Sarah. <laughs> well, hello. <laughs> what what is your for, for those who haven't had a chance yet? Uh, my my man crush Steph Wyman has written a piece on cyclismus about. Uh, about fans in women's cycling, and he gave Sarah an official and wonderfully officious long title. What is that title exactly, Sarah? Oh, oh, let me find, <laughs> let me find that title for you. Oh, I'm so, it's, I'm, I'm blushing. I am actually blushing. It, I'm so honoured and touched and happy. It's just really, it was a really sweet piece, and I urge you all to go and read it. Not because it's about me, but because Stefan writes really well. He called me a British super-duper, uber-massive, huge, slightly balmy, snarky, passionate, sweary, wicked awesome fan. Sounds about fucking right. (laughs) So yes, and he um, was talking about the role of fans in, in women's cycling, and he was very kindly, bigged up our jersey prize, and that made me happy too. So, yes, thank you, Steph. Um, yeah, I mean, we're, it's like some mutual admiration society, isn't it? We love Steph. We love Matrix Prendas, the team he, he manages and runs and does everything for. And he's nice about us. That makes it sound like it's some kind of a, a contractual or reciprocal obligation. It just happened that way, people. It just yeah, happened. Yeah, it did. Yes. Yeah. And Steph's always been very generous with me. Um, he took me to he 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 took me to a couple of races last year, and this year too, actually. And he's, you know, he's a really friendly, nice guy, and we just bond on our rants, our Skypey rants. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is also a great piece, and there's some wonderful, uh, really interesting ideas in there. So I do encourage everyone to read it, and we're actually going to talk a little bit more about one of those ideas specifically a little later. But first. We should probably wrap up the brainwashing, must drink more Heineken, um, and the Tuila Adesh. Yes, I mean, I, 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 has it made you go to have your haircuts? Actually, no, I've, I've needed a haircut for quite a while, but um, haven't actually got around to it yet. You know why? Because every time I go to the hairdresser, the hairdresser that I want is working on someone else because, uh, let's face it, I have fantastic taste, and so I actually prefer the best hairdresser in the salon. Um, but she's constantly booked and they always end up giving me The Apprentice and, um, yeah, I'm probably just going to edit out this big rant about my haircuts. I think it's probably, probably Mm. best. (laughs) Anyway, so where we left, we left Lardesh last week and it had one stage to go and Emma Pooley was in the lead, yeah? (laughs) Emma Pooley was in the lead and that was great and... Then she went and won the final stage, which, you know, if you add that together, meant she won the race. Actually, she won the final stage by three minutes and 42. But, you know, it's a hilly race. She was in an incredible mixed team with people like Sharon Laws, Rachel Nalen, Miranda Vries, and um, a couple of other, really, Marguerite Van Kloppenberg, and someone else I can't remember the name of off the top of my head. And, yes, they won the race. And it was great. And so it was ended up with the GC being Emma Pooley, Ash Mulman and Taylor Wiles. So nice, um, nice uh, GC there. And in coming in fourth place, Aussie, Rachel Nalen, who that's her first big result in a UCI race. So congrats to her. Congrats to Rachel. But what I really liked was Miranda, Miranda Vries' blogs in English about the race. Oh, my good Lord. They were fucking awesome. 
did you see the one about the motor? She she had one about the motorbikes. I well, I did love the um the phrasing of I almost wanted to hit him in the lips, um, <laughs> which I thought was wonderfully specific because I mean I was expecting um and. and Please, this isn't a judgment of someone else's far superior linguistic skills to mine, but I was expecting something more along the lines of the the idiomatic, you know, hit someone in the mouth, which is, you know, what I'm used to hearing and what I'm used to having done to me here in Australia. Um, (laughs) and, And so there was something wonderfully almost sensual about hitting someone in the lips. It just, it was that little bit of specificity. Of course, that could just be the way I'm reading it. Well, yes. I didn't like to point that out. But then she had the other one. Which... <laughs> I'm so lonely. <laughs> He's not tragic, Dan. He's attractive, lovely, desirable, Dan. Remember, we're rebranding you. Uh... I'm sure it's all true. I've never met him. <laughs> He doesn't seem like a psychopath on the internet. <laughs> which, which actually, when you think about it, is a pretty good achievement. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing well. Um. But, she, but she also had another blog, uh, which I really liked, which I'd want to read the whole thing out, but I won't. It's called Sometimes We're Not Women, We're Just Cyclists. Now, when they're a mixed team, how the mixed teams work is is their teams didn't want to go, so they had to go as a mixed team and... They ended up like basically being allocated a DS and a car by the race, <laughs> and they got um, Christoph Edelaine, who used to ride for Cofidis, AG2R, and Credit Agricole. Um, he rode the Tour de France three times, and this was his first time in a women's race. Yeah, mm. and just drafted in by Tour de l'Ardèche to um, help to help out as a, to give them a DS. And her blog is basically all about how Edelaine is completely gobsmacked by women's racing he's never been to a women's race before and he's continually saying i can't believe women are capable of riding echelons and splitting the bunch in the wind <laughs> he can't believe you know he can't believe that they're racing for a 500 euro bonus sprint so this is just like a men's race incredibly exciting <laughs> well it, it, the thing i loved it was just amazing that like i mean reading about his continued amazement was yeah charming and and also in a way a little bit heartbreaking that you know we've got so far to go (laughs) um but you know but great to see that change happen in someone and 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 that enthusiasm come to life as he sees and understands i can't believe you guys go up mountains so fast Um, yeah yeah you know which is brilliant and then on the other hand one of my favorite moments was that mention of the prize when maroon's like you know, a 500 euro prize is actually a major deal and we will race our asses off for it. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, you know, when I was reading, it, I was like, fuck, that is exactly what we were on about when we started our, our social media jersey. Um, yeah. and we've got a really cool update about that to, to mention a little later on too. But yeah, it's a, it's an utterly fantastic blog. And, um, if if you must read one thing, if you must risk your job and read one thing at work, <laughs> if you must risk your relationship and read one thing in, uh, instead of going to bed, make it this. Yeah, it's it's really good. It's like, what's really funny is, like, I don't know this guy, but I can actually hear him say these things. 
<laughs> you sleep in caravans for God's sake. I'm a traveling. No professional rider would accept that. Oh, and that's that's the other one. That's the thing that I think I love most of all was his sheer amazement that the women don't complain about these appalling conditions. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You you're getting showers in a gym, and they're like. <laughs> And, and, and they're like, yes, we have showers. It's pretty cool. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, you know, sometimes you get stuck with just a laundry room and a washcloth. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so um, so that's well, well, as always, we'll um, we'll put a list of links on our in our in our in the post on for this podcast at prowomenscycling.com. <laughs> so you can click through and read it. So that was Lardesh, um, Emma Pooley won, and yay, yay, Emma. And I hope that she had so much fun that she decides not to take a year off, yeah? Then over in the brainwashing. The brainwashing was being, like I said, the brainwashing was a load of very flat stages, a TCT, which was obviously won by Specialised New Lemon, and then um, a stage up the Kelberg. <laughs> yep, now just, just from memory, I, I, you were going to get the official figure for me. Is it one million times or two million times that they go up the Calvert? I think it's two million times. I mean, you know, I think sometimes they have to do it um, sideways. Yes, yep. Makes sense. They're going so fast. I mean, yeah, obviously. Exactly. So um, now uh, I don't really, I mean, you know, you can kind of imagine what happens when you um, get Mariana Voss on a race that's going up the world's course. <laughs> she soft pedals the whole thing. She attacked the fuck out of the race as uh, someone I can't remember that's, who would describe it. That's so unlike her, though. I mean, that's oh. completely opposite to to the strategy that was exhibited at the Olympic road race, for example. <laughs> she basically killed, crushed that race to pieces because she started off um, because specialised because it's a very flat race, yeah. And although they had intermediate sprint bonnies, they're contested like you would not believe. I mean, some of the blogs and tweets from Brainwasher, hilarious, with riders going, why the fuck am I doing this fucking race? <laughs> <laughs> um, and it's, uh, yeah, it's, it was, it's very funny. Um, um, just, but... just note that it's possible Sarah was inserting the fucks in that. <laughs> <laughs> Sarah, inserting the fu- fucks since... <laughs> Have I killed you again? Oh, that's so awesome. Oh, <laughs> I want to get you a t-shirt that says that. <laughs> I don't know what date I'd start it from. When do you think I started inserting the fucks? Anyway. Um, <laughs> that's a question for a whole different kind of podcast. <laughs> anyway, back to the racing. Yes. Don't get distracted. Um <laughs> Ina Tutenberg had won the final sprinting stage ahead of Shelley Olds and Sarah Mustanen. And then Mariana Voss attacked the fuck out of the race. She and Evie Stevens had a, and, oh, this, this is like what the world could be actually. So it ended up with her and Evie Stevens dueling, dueling, dueling. Elisa Longo Borghini had stayed with them for ages but ended up nine seconds behind. Then Judith Arndt, then Emma Johansson. And then little Anna van der Breggen um, in, in ending with, uh, finishing with Johansson. Yep. Anyway. So that meant that Mariana Voss, unsurprisingly, won the general classification with Evie Stevens behind her, 121 behind, and you'd aren't 250. And yeah, it's, the world is going to be 
incredible. It's going to be so fucking good. I'm so excited about it, Dan. It's world. It's going to be great. Uh, yeah, no, it's- hold on. Hold on. Stop. I'm calling time out. I'm not arguing with you, but that's a whole week and change away. Let's, uh, let's, 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 give a- let's oh. save that. Let's yeah. save Can that. I- Okay. Can I tell you instead then about um, Evie Stevens' uh, blog post about brainwash? Oh, yes, please. So Evie said, uh, Evie has this blog that starts like this. I'll read you the first paragraph because it's quite funny. Um, Feel free to insert the fox. Constant sideways winds, torrential cold rain, a thousand exceedingly tall women all fighting me for position 999, a million tricky corners, roads too small for cars, road furniture jumping out at me left and right, the sight of the 999 tall women stretched out in front of me, and the winning break disappearing into the cold mist, me adding as much value to the team's performance as a rain jacket on a sunny day. This horrifying vision used to pop into my brain when I thought of racing in Holland. It is true, I used to suffer from Dutch anxiety. <laughs> oh, I thought Dutch anxiety was a completely different thing, but, you know... Um, it's probably best not to go there! <laughs> what, Amsterdam? <laughs> <laughs> but she, her blog is all about how she's got over her case of... Dutch anxiety, and she actually enjoyed racing in the Netherlands. Wow, that's amazing. Well, yeah, but then again, I guess that's because there was no wind for the first four <laughs> weeks of the, the tour. So. <laughs> yeah, no wind, and to a team time trial, and specialised Lululemon accidentally making stage four into a team time trial because they actually missed the break. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, awesomeness. That's great. And speaking of team time trials, what have we got on Sunday, Dan? Well, it turns out that we have a team time trial. It is at the world! Well, (laughs) yes, it is. But see, this is one thing that confuses the shit out of me. And, well, actually, you know, it's one thing that does, but there are a lot of those one things. Uh, Maybe you can clarify this for me. How does a team, a, a trade team time trial work at the Worlds? I have no fucking idea. I think they basically all just rock up and race in their trade teams. But then what country wins? I'm confused no, it's, by this. No, no, no. It's not, it's not a country that I wins. I know, t- but that's the thing. You know, it's the Worlds. This doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I know. It's insane. It is insane. There should be a national team that, when there's a team time trial, get to wear their kit disparately throughout the para- peloton. I never yeah. said paraton, and then had an Par- imi- mental image of parrots riding bikes. It was quite amusing. <laughs> I mean, okay, here's the thing about it. I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. It's a strange thing. It's. I mean, it's the UCI wants it. And so, oh I mean, well, I, then you, you should have just said so. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. I mean, I suppose I suppose maybe there is an issue that if you kind of take it down to, um, uh, if if you try, if you you know you do have a slight problem in that you can, uh, if you if you try and get it as national teams, there might not be enough riders. Well, that's so. What, yeah, I was going to suggest you'd have to bring in all sorts of extra riders just to ride the the TTT. Yeah. If you're going to do it nationally, which is kind and, of expensive and silly yeah. and then on the other hand you've got the Germans and the Dutch 
we, who might who might just if it was national team time trial team TTT might just dominate the fuck out of the race. I, I have no idea why you think that would happen. <laughs> I mean, I, mind you, having said that, it's not like we don't know who's won the worlds already. Um, Australia. No, I mean the team time trial. There is one team who is completely and utterly unbeaten for about oh three years. Orica Greenwich. Oh, two years. <laughs> it may just be specialised Lululemon. <laughs> Excuse me, but Orica AIS were absolutely undefeated last year and the year before that. Orica AIS didn't exist last year and the year before that. That's a technicality. No one beat them. Oh, Australians. What can you do with them? I mean... <sighs> Buy them beer. <laughs> Buy them beer and give them a barbie and it'll all be fine. Yep, or at least we'll fake it real good. <laughs> anyway, so team time trial. Uh, I predict the podium will be spe- Specialised Lululemon, Orica AIS, Rabobank. That's my prediction. In, in that order, or just yep, of those? in that order. Wow, okay, cool. I like. This is probably the only time I've ever, 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 ever predicted a race that hasn't been, I think everyone will win. That's actually pretty true. Usually it's just like, everyone will win, but I hope Emma Pooley does. <laughs> no, that's not true. It's everyone will win, and I hope Emma does, and I hope Mariana does. Oh, and, and, and oh, I'd love Sharon Norris to do it. And oh my God, oh, Eva Slappendale is such a good rider. I hope she wins too, etc., etc., etc. Because, you know, I do have a lot of favourite riders. <laughs> so really you want those thousand tall women to, to ride across the finish line holding hands, singing Kumbaya. I can't imagine anything less likely. <laughs> I can, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> anyway, and then on Tuesday we've got the ITT. Indeed we do. And um, who do you think the the phase for that are? Oh, God. I mean, I, I want Emma Pooley to win. I do want <laughs> Emma Pooley to win, but she's, but she's not. I, I think um, it's Yudi Arndt's final world, and she's only won, like, 100 world championships over track, road, and... Uh, Sadly, you know, track, not yeah. enough. Nowhere near enough. So I think, yeah, so uh, who are my bets? Well, Linda Willemson's come on, like, the podium for the world for, like, about the last four years. So, mm. you know, she'll be on the, maybe she'll be on the podium. Yudi Arndt, Emma Pooley... Uh, Zabalin Skyer, maybe, I don't know, she won, oh, she, yeah, came, yeah. she came third in the, um, Olympics, and, yeah, uh, yeah, and all sorts of other fun, uh, fun time trialists out, time, time trialy types. I'd love to know if Tara Whitten's riding, she's a Canadian who was focusing on the track this year, but basically Canada always, um, managed to get, like, about three riders in the top ten every year in Worlds. It's just it's just the way it is. And the, just in the same way as there's, like, at least two French riders in the top ten in the road race. It's, um, it's just a fact of life. So look out for Canadians. They're sneaky and devious. <laughs> and, and charming and polite, too. Yeah, they're not really sneaky and de- devious. I can't imagine a nation less likely to be sne- sneaky and de- devious. They're charming and sweet. <laughs> So the world, and then obviously on Sunday it'll be the road race, but we can talk more about that next week. Yes. Since you banned me. Well, I just, you know, keep your powder dry and all that. You basically want me to, want me to, preserve, my, to preserve my energy. Yes, yes. 
Um, so, yeah. Um, oh, there is an interesting thing that's happening, actually. Uh, Specialised Lululemon for the world are doing a... <laughs> they're doing a... Fa- a a doing Call Me a- Maybe cover video. No, no, they've pledged to raise $100,000 for Right to Play in Rwanda. Fuck and they say the money will come from prize money, a big auction that will take place after the season, and they're making a TTT World Champs pledge. Uh, what they're doing is they've asked people to donate a small amount of money based on their results. Yep. And they're suggesting uh, $50 if they win, $20 for a silver medal, and $10 for bronze. Now, they're going to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But they've got a donation page on the Right to Play website. So, um, Fantastic. Yeah, if, we'll link that for sure. Yeah, it's, it's righttoplay.akaraisin.com. That's Raisin, R-A-I-S-I-N. We'll just link it. But yeah, yes, they're, yeah. they're currently, they've raised, oh, this is actually making me feel quite bad, Dan. They've raised $2,000 already. But I don't think that's just since today. <laughs> It's no, it's a different kind of competition. Uh, well, it's not even a competition. No, that's awesome. That yeah, is and awesome. The, and the other person who's doing some fundraising actually is Meredith Miller. Now, Meredith Miller, in a conversation with Helen Moyman on Twitter a, a couple of weeks ago, was saying Meredith Miller counts herself as primarily a cyclocross rider who rides a lot of road. And you might have remembered cyclocross runner, whatever. And you might remember her piece um, on, from Toscana, which is full of beautiful photographs. Anyway, she is doing, um, she's got this, uh, every year she launches her Pretty in Pink campaign, which is a, uh, a, a battle against breast cancer. And she's got a t-shirt, uh, Pink is the New Fast fundraising t-shirt. And all fundraising and all profits go to um, Hope Lives, a breast cancer support centre in Colorado. Okay. Um, so yeah, so that's lovely as well. So we'll put a link. We'll put a link to that too because you know it's raising raising money. But there are two other people who are raising money, aren't there? <laughs> really? You're I kidding. Know. That's amazing. What are they raising money for? How much money have we raised for the social media jersey? Well, pot? this is a really interesting one because officially, if you go to our page right now on Rocket Hub, uh, it says that we've raised $2,010. Thank you so much, everyone. That is fucking awesome. Fucking it's amazing. Um, but I do have in, in exciting news um word that i have just received a, an an anonymous and private donation um which will soon be going up onto our page uh which increases our total even further so uh it's looking good for the $2500 mark who knows we might even be able to stretch this all the way to 3 grand let's see how we go you see i when we started I didn't think we'd make it to $250. I hoped we did, but I didn't think we could. And then I started getting delusions of grandeur and started throwing out, you know, $2,500 as a, as, a, as a target. But I didn't really believe it. I thought, you know, $2,000, that's, that's fucking fantastic. And we've, uh, actually, we've actually created a bit of a monster, people, because Sarah, during the week, was actually saying to me that next year she wants to, to try and, um, and fund a, a, a drink-style team. So, <laughs> watch watch out. We could be we could be aiming for quite a big total next year. <laughs> I just I just 
I'm so grateful, so 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 grateful to everyone. And I mean, I'm really grateful for the large donations. And uh, Rochelle Gilmore donated two hundred dollars, which was incredible. And we've had another couple of anonymous um, large donations. And this lovely guy Kelvin, who took us up to the two thousand dollar mark with a hundred and forty five dollars or something. I'm really, really unbelievably grateful to them. But I'm also really grateful to all the five and ten dollar donations because I know, you know, I know people can't afford it. I'm just people are giving what they can and they're showing that they love it. And I've actually stopped counting how many retweets we've had of it and how many people are supporting us and sharing it and how many people have nominated riders for it. And it's you just, know, it's awesome. And the the other thing for me is um, seeing the the ripple effect of it already having made an, an impact in um the the peloton you know riders are aware of it teams are aware of it and people on that side of it are really appreciative of you know what ultimately is a simple gesture but it, it is an important one and that's really awesome it's really sweet yeah. to to I'm know that where all of us are, are working on something together that's that's special and fun yeah and i mean you know and, and there's been this thing uh, uh, from from Steph's blog, Steph Wyman's blog, there have been people, you know, replying to him and talking about, well, can we set up a fan-funded team? Mm, mm. And he's got ideas of how you do that in his in his blog, which I recommend everyone everyone read. And yeah, well, he's he's definitely. I mean, he listed. I think it was a a four point list of things that that he thinks you'd have to have in place to make it work. And yeah. and I think he's definitely on the right track with those. Where like the first two are, are essentially variations on, well, if you you do you can't make it the primary source of team funding yeah. and you can't make riders salaries dependent on it and yeah. I, I agree absolutely with both of those because funding is one of those things where and we've seen this time and time again um you know from from the unfortunate situation with exergy being way behind on payments or not making payments in the u.s or or various other organizations or, or deals falling through um, funding can be precarious, and the most important thing I think is to to do your absolute utmost to guarantee stability to your staff, which includes obviously your rider salaries. So I think that's right. But at the same time, he he makes excellent points about you know his team um, and and um, Prendus Matrix Matrix Fitness um, where. If you combine, for example, their combined uh, Twitter followers, uh, they wind up with somewhere in excess of 80,000 people that follow the team or, yeah. and the riders and the, the sponsors and, and so on. And, you know, as he says, if you got a pound or a dollar or a couple of dollars from each one of those, that's actually yeah. a substantial sum of money. And the thing is yeah. that for, for all of those people... You know, a, a dollar isn't necessarily that much. Um, you yeah. know, like as in, it, it's something that you could give to something that you believed in. Yeah. Um, and and so, I do find that a very very interesting idea. Um, I think I think we're away from someone being uh, in a position to properly set that up. Like, you know, yeah. I think it'll be a year or two before we see someone try it. But yeah, I think it could be a brilliant way to supplement um, yeah. a, a team's income. So, for example, yeah. uh, you know, a team like Steph's could get their, their normal sponsorship agreements in place. But then that combined 
uh, fan-based, social media-based involvement could be, you know, something that covers travel costs or upgrades the the station wagon to a van or, you know... Some, you know, maybe they can they can afford a couple more hotel rooms so that there's there's less having to shower in the laundry with a with a damp cloth. Um, you know, who knows? But but the point is, it could make a substantive contribution in other ways. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I think you know it couldn't happen for next season. You know, for it, it would have to be, but you could spend the season celebrating it because my my you know the way I'd do it if it was me. Is I'd spend a season, you know, getting the money to, to so I'd spend the 2013 season getting the money together to, you know, to, to raise the money for the 2014 season. Yep. And what I'd do is I'd see if I could get a media partner on board, um, on board with it, and I'd get, I'd, I'd send them to races. I'd basically do it as a, as, as a, as a two pronged approach. So it would be fundraising and awareness raising. And I'd go to races. I'd talk to fans. I'd, I'd talk to fans who turned up to races, fans who travelled to races, fans in different countries. I'd talk to the riders and I'd run it as a series of, of um, you know, of can we do this? And I'd document it. You know, much, in much the same way as Marine de Vries did it, that's how she got into cycling. She was doing a radio show on would it be possible for her to become a pro cyclist? And, yeah, and, and Catherine Bertine's incredibly good uh, blog posts about, um, about, trying to get to the Olympics that, you know, she didn't get to the Olympics, but she's ended up making a doc, you know, she's making a documentary about women's cycling yep. and that's I think, how I play it. Um, you know, so, 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 you know, it would be great if they could make that, make a substantial amount of money, but on the way you raise awareness and you give back to fans and you find out ways to harness fan power, you know, because exactly. That- and I, and I think, you know, in, in a lot of ways, you know, even with our, our project, um, you know, I think that's the thing I probably appreciate most is, um, you know, every dollar is is gratefully received, and I, I, I sometimes I wonder because it, it it's easy to to say the words, um, but I really hope people are hearing just how much we love and appreciate you all because yeah. you know it, it really is uh, for Sarah and I it, it's a big deal, and we we just are so grateful for yeah. every contribution and, and gesture of support. But the other thing that I absolutely love and, and I think love even more is because uh, it, it will have a, a flow-on effect is that that extended reach of, of conversations that are being thrown up on Twitter and people talking about things and, and finding new writers and new stories and new teams and, and so on that... That gets me really excited, um, and it, it, you know, I, I think again we all have sensed through this last year leading up to the Olympics and then through such a fucking great Olympics um, that that women's cycling is approaching a point of of real um, breakthrough in a, in a lot of ways, and we're not exactly sure when we'll get there and and what will happen when we do, but I think I think you know. This is certainly something that helps us keep the momentum up and uh, and keeps us heading in the right direction. And and you know and, and above all, we couldn't do the media media jersey project without the amazing writers who are who are writing things. I mean, just the number of 
excellent blogs and tweets. I mean, I, you know, we've got all the people who've been nominated. There are probably the whole number again that who haven't, who just haven't been nominated because, you know, someone that we haven't seen it or someone else, you know, people haven't seen it or they don't know about the jersey. And that's, that's really special to me is that like, that's what we're celebrating. This is what makes our sport stand out from other sports, you know, um, and, and, and also from the men's side as well. You know, there are some great bloggers and social media players on the men's side, but they don't have to do it. Um, I was, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's, I, you know, and I agree with Bridie O'Donnell that, you know, that I, I wish that the women didn't have to do it, but, but at the same time, I'm so grateful they do. And, you know, and that's, that's it is like, it, it feels like we've got this good synergy between the riders, you know, the riders are incredible and the fans, you know, people are excited about ways that we can get involved. Mm, mm. We're sitting around waiting to be told by a, you know, buy a Sky fan jersey in a, diff- in a different colour, you know, or buy our special, you know, buy our jersey and then buy our Tour de France jersey. You know, we're, we're fans Fans are creating our own thing. Yeah. Um, Velo Focus, Sean from Velo Focus, he's got, this is a website that he set up um, just because he was like, well, I couldn't find any information about women's cycling, so I've set up my own. And he's making um, start lists for the races that link to riders' Twitter and blogs, Yep. On, on this on the start list, you know, and uh, cycling fever have always been wonderful. I love cycling fever, and they're going to be doing a world's game. But you know, it's it's like it, it, fans of it's our way. We've got much more scope, I think, of stamping our thanks and showing how much we love it from our side of the sport. Exactly. You know, other anonymous. Exactly, yeah. and 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 it's one of the things that um, you know I was speaking about. In an, in an earlier episode when I was talking about the fact that collectively we have a lot of connections and skills and experience that, you know, on the surface don't directly relate to women's cycling but can be brought to bear to, to have a positive impact on it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'm still waiting for someone to put our podcast into Harvey Weinstein's playlist because uh, he's, he's, you know, a, a rich guy who appreciates a good bit of fucking swearing and um no seriously true story he he loves to swear he's really really fucking good at it too um and and you know i'm waiting eagerly for his last minute donation to the social media jersey because you know i'm sure well, he's just to to, to 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 um i don't know 250 grand oh fuck yeah harvey yeah. if you're listening it's 250 grand in pounds that we're after <laughs> Oh, oh yeah. he's yeah. gonna he's gonna ring you up and say some nasty things for that one. Oh. <sighs> anyway, um, that basically that's our massive dash through the week, yeah. isn't it? And it's pretty exciting. But the most exciting thing of all is we've set up voting and um, we're just putting together the uh, list for the poll. Now, it is one giant mega poll because the way that we're working it is that we'll be taking the winner with overall votes uh, as the the overall winner. And then there will be winners for each of the races, um, basically... Uh, the top-ranked rider, except for the overall winner for each race, will win that race. 
and uh, so on and so forth. The exact amounts that we'll be able to give away in prizes will be determined once donations close, and there is still time to donate. So if your aunt has been lazy and um, and trying to get out of donating by pretending that um, it's too late, it's not, so stand over her and make her donate. I, um, I feel like you're talking about someone specific there. I refuse to answer that on the grounds that it may incriminate me. Well, whoever's aunt it is, there's still time. <laughs> <laughs> but and, and actually, if you can show, I mean, if you can tell everyone else about voting, um, it's a really good excuse to introduce them to the fantastic blogs and tweets about women's cycling. But it's also, you know, if we can come back this time next week and go, holy fuck, have you seen how many people have voted already? And we've still got five days. Exactly. You know, that and... would make us really happy. And uh, this is really important, people, so I want you to put down whatever it is that you're washing up or carving into your desk at school and listen closely. You can only vote once. That's not once per race, that's just once, okay? So think carefully. Read everything. Pay careful attention to what has been tweeted and blogged and videoed and and turned into the best PowerPoint presentation you've ever seen and vote carefully. But vote. 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 <laughs> they should hire you to do the Aussie national elections uh, campaigns. Brain um, Brainwash says vote. On that note, vote, vote, vote. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll tell you how it's going next week. Excellent. Um... In the meantime, if there's anything that you need to, to tell us, um, you can send wonderful messages of support to Sarah. Um, she's got a new Twitter handle, which is actually going to take most of that 140 characters up in just getting her name right. Uber, super, barmy, sweary, British fan, at, or whatever. So They can probably... just use, my, they can just use my, my other one, okay. which is underscore pigeons underscore it's probably better that way it is much shorter um, if you want to tweet me for any reason um, think about it because you might not know what you're getting yourself into uh, but if you decide to go ahead you can hit me at intended and of course uh, visit our website ProWomenCycling.com uh, we will be updating regularly with um, with the details of how the voting is going. And, of course, there's all those posts where you can go back through the nominations and make sure that you're up to date on the issues before you vote because that's the important part about voting. Vote the issue, not the man. <laughs> well, I think they'll probably find it hard to vote the man. But, yeah, in general. Yes, exactly. Um, anyway, I just, we should just end it here. Thank yeah. you for listening.